A while back, I gave a lecture about affairs and the problems, the destruction they leave behind. After that lecture, I received many emails, but one was gut-wrenching. She could not let go of the lover, but she could not let go of her partner either. And she saw no way out. This woman was totally desperate. Today on Reaction Reset, I'm going to talk about how affairs happen, what is behind an affair, and also how to stop it if you're in it. Affairs can be exciting and they're energizing, but affairs rarely turn out well. And in fact, people get in one, they can't get out of it, and it ends up when they finally come to their senses of what's going on, they've left a path of destruction, not only for themselves, but for everyone whose lives touch theirs. I think what's really important is that we never really think about what's going on in our brains during an affair. Today, I'm gonna to talk to you about how affairs are like addictions and why they're so difficult to let go. Stage one of the affair is a stage that is oftentimes subtle. Basically what's happening is you're starting to make compromises. You're making compromises to be with this other person. You're willing to take very few risks, but you'll take some. This person in stage one is often referred to as a friend, and that's why it's pretty subtle yet. This is a stage when you begin making little changes in yourself. You may take more time to look at what you're wearing. You may start wearing a different cologne. You may start wanting to go to the gym to look your very best. Oftentimes you'll buy new clothes and it's specifically in line with when you see this person. Now, whoever your significant other is, in this stage, they may wanna say something. They'll notice a little bit oftentimes, but they're afraid if they confide in you or say something like, why are you always getting dressed up? Or why are you so close to this person that they'll appear jealous or be accused of being jealous? So they just assume it's nothing. This part of it gets swept under the rug, which makes it even worse and more likely that you'll continue to go deeper into the addiction. In stage two, you begin boldly crossing lines. This is where you are really starting to get committed to this person. You may start a secret email. You'll change your number so you can text them. You want to spend time with them. You're willing to take risks that will jeopardize your partner in order to be with this person. This is the stage lots of secrets happen. You begin developing a secret life. Don't forget what you're doing physically is being orchestrated by your brain chemistry and the addictive component of this. This is where you start feeling like this person is essential in your life. This person becomes a major a major person in your life. They begin having more influence over you. In stage two, if they're upset, you can't sleep. This is a stage where you will get up at night when everybody's sleeping so you can go out and text 
or if you're on a vacation, you will leave your family to go and communicate with this other person. Basically, you are having a lot more dopamine and endorphins. That's a feel-good hormone, and that's why you feel really good. But along with that, it also causes an excessive anxiety because you begin worrying what will happen if you lose this person. It's important you remember that at this stage, you're not worried about somebody finding you. Like if your wife finds out, what is more likely is you're worried this person will grow tired of you. So you may not be sleeping as well. You may lose concentration. You can't focus. It's in stage two also that you begin separating from your spouse. You begin not, if you're actually married to someone, you may grow more hostile toward them. Basically, there's a separation now because your brain is convincing you that this person is your soulmate. They're the love you never knew about. And you begin actually believing you cannot live your life without this person. The next stage is stage three. And stage three is when you're now in a pattern. You're having active physical and emotional intimacy and sex with this person. In stage three, your lover's flaws begin to be more prevalent. All the lies, all the secrets are becoming harder and harder for you to sustain. You're starting to kind of think about this more. In stage three, you're really, you have an increased sense of panic and loss because you're so distant from your spouse that you worry, mm, what if this doesn't work out with my lover? Then I will be alone. So the idea of withdrawal, of actually cutting the affair off, is terrifying to you. At the end of stage three, the majority of affairs are noticed. It's at this point that the person has to make a big decision. If you're far enough along that you understand this was a fantasy and that you see enough flaws with your lover that you can actually make the break to break that affair off to save your marriage, your marriage still has a really great chance of making it. If you cannot, this is where the majority of marriages end. Two-thirds of all marriages where an affair is happening are salvageable. During stage four, you're beginning to come out of the haze of the affair. If your spouse or significant other is still invested enough in the marriage, your marriage can make it. However, you are still vulnerable to falling back into this old addiction with your ex-lover. So it's important that you understand in the stage of addiction which you have, you are in recovery. And remember, addictions never go away. New skills are learned to manage them. Stage four is also the time to look at whether or not your marriage can be saved. It will mean you being vulnerable and totally honest and understanding that you have to rebuild trust with your partner. More of the weight is on your partner 
And the reason is because they have to grieve the loss of who they thought you were. And then they have to relearn how to trust you. So going forward, what your partner needs to feel trust with you again, it's essential that you invest in it, own it, and carry through with it. Affairs almost always end. They may take months, years, but in the end, only 10% of affairs go on to marry. If they do marry, they have a 75 to 80% of divorce. So it's much wiser that you get out of your addictive affair and that you work on establishing trust and honesty within your marriage and humility. It's so important. Remember, change your reaction, change your world.